there's a number of different ways that contribution adapts or changes. If you're junior, your contribution will change as you master a skill. So I know our junior developers, I'm not going to expect them to contribute at the level or at the capacity that our senior developers are asked to. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with junior and senior designers. Then there is a period in time when we go, this entire skill needs to change. Hey, Dan. Hey, George. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. What do you got for us today? I want to go back, back a little bit. You remember, okay. you remember when we, gosh, it's been a minute because of, you know, interviews and growth at Crema and summer vacation, know, summer vacation, a pandemic, all those things, all the things, all the things. Um, remember when we were talking about this framework that we were working mm -hmm. on? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to come back and revisit that. I'm actually starting to look at that a little bit more again, and I'm picking it back up as I'm thinking about possibly writing a book and putting together some content around how is it that Crema does what we do and, and mm -hmm. why do we think that it's actually important and how other people grow their product teams or create their product teams. Right. Now we've covered for the most part is it just, I know, you know, this, but to remind our, our listeners, there's kind of three pillars to the framework mm -hmm. and that included postures, which is your feelings, your mindsets, your, how do you come into the space, all that. Right. And yep. we covered those. We, we kind of went through, I think on different podcasts, we've talked about humble confidence. And so there's humility, there's confidence. We've talked about perseverance. We've talked about curiosity and we, so we've covered that. And um, we right. could, I mean, we, this whole podcast could be about just postures, but, mm -hmm. um, but no, we, we, we moved on. Well, because they're the most nuanced too. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's your approach to your work. It's the mindset you bring in at any given moment. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's the human condition in many ways too. Right. So it, right. it happens there in that, in, in how your both soul and mind are working together. Right. Um, the second one disciplines, we, we got, we got a chance to cover a few of the topics, but, um, I think only two, and I went back through our archives to remember which we had talked about, which we hadn't. I know we had talked about exploration. So this idea of finding opportunities and unlocking potential and exploring, looking up from the grind and saying what's on the horizon, what's next and being ready to adapt and learn. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you and I had, I think we might've had two podcasts, really good conversations around feedback. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been a big theme for us this year is how do we give and receive feedback? Well, um, how do you do that with respect? How do you have disagreement, but not always have to be aligned, um, et cetera. Well, if you're going around the circle, there's two spaces empty um, that we haven't filled in yet. And I want to talk about one of them. We'll do the, maybe we'll save the fourth for another uh, episode, mm -hmm. but I want to talk about contribution. Okay. First off, what is the definition of contribution or to contribute? Do you have that? Interesting. Do you have that? Do you know what the definition is? I mean, I could look it up, but I'm just going to, I'm going to riff. Now, how would you say it? I know, what the, riff. I, I yeah. know what the dictionary definition is, but how yeah. would you riff it? Okay. So oh, what, uh, okay. So hunger games, Ooh, what, did, what like, were the, like what were the, uh, tributes, right? Isn't that what they're called? Tributes. <laughs> yeah. So it was like each district, they brought their, 
their champion or their participant, or it was their contribution to this horrible apocalyptic game. Um, but it was, they were bringing in essence, a part of their district, a part of their society, a part of representation. Yeah. Representation of the whole of, of who this, you know, this group of people are. And so if you think about it, a child to go by other children, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right. It'll break down at some point Okay, okay. because the contribution is supposed to be good. Um, but the idea that, okay, so if I take myself and you're driving into work, you could think of as I enter in through those doors, if I'm going to make a contribution, I'm bringing all of myself. I'm bringing all of Mm -hmm. what I've learned, my skills, um, my ideas, um, I'm bringing all that to work in hopes to participate with others who are also bringing mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. role, their skill set um, to any given problem, project, whatever the work is of the day. And you are making a contribution in the hopes that um, you create a solution to a problem, you make you know the project better, run yeah. better, you make the company better. So there's this idea of I'm bringing something that I have and I'm in an act of service, giving it mm-hmm. to the, to the whole so that something greater can happen. Something greater can be built. So when I think of contributions, like, yeah, there's a, there's a giving of uh-huh. something that I have. Well, and, and I think you almost, you, you hit on all the points. So the, the more like formalized that actually what dictionary definition is the part played. So you talked about like the movement or the, the, the bringing mm-hmm. of yourself in, yeah. By a person or a thing. So I guess in a thing, it might be like how a, a, a part of a machine contributes to the overall arching purpose. Yeah, of the like machine. to the engine or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the part played by a person or a thing in bringing about a result or helping something to advance. Mm, I like that. So you you talked about, you know, might be that might be solutioning. It mm-hmm. might be problem solving. It might be um, even just, trying to figure out what's the right problem to solve. Mm-hmm. But what I liked, liked about it is that oftentimes we only think about contribution is about me having skills and doing skills. Mm-hmm. But I liked that the definition and even your definition says to what end, mm-hmm. right? To contribution is not in the service of contribution. Right. Contribution is in the service of a result or advancing right. something forward. And I think... We, we, you sometimes hear the definition or like the roles are defined by like managerial executive leadership, maybe board roles. And then you Mm -hmm. have like individual contributors, Mm -hmm. technically speaking, we should refer to everyone as an individual contributor. Cause if managers aren't contributing in some way, then why are they there? But, Mm -hmm. um, that, that role of being an individual contributor, I think that language is sometimes dangerous because I like to, I like what you said earlier, which is it's the individuals coming together and it's the contribution of one person's role, skills, experience, perspective mm-hmm. to the whole, right? meaning to the team, to the organization, to the cause and, and moving that thing forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a, in my mind, contribution is inherently, maybe not inherently, maybe that's just my own lens, but the idea that is it's not for me. So if I think mm, of, mm. if I think of, okay, so we all have natural gifts and talents and uh, hopefully we choose to continue to 
um, work hard to make, even make those talents more pronounced to get to get better, so that they can be, uh, we can just gain skill set. But in at the end of the day, it's not for me. That's a good word. Like if you're just, it's kind of like, okay, all right, I'm going back to sports ball here. If you go, I go back to I'm I'm going to come with you, but it's going to be hard. I think of two a days in high school football. Uh, This is the reason I didn't join the the (laughs) high school soccer team. It was purely because I didn't want to do two a days. Two a days. Uh, Oh, I remember my stomach would churn the night before. Um, But yeah, you got 6 a.m. practice followed by afternoon practice and it's hot and it's humid and Mm. it's muggy and you're Mm. working hard and you're just dead tired. And the thing that keeps you going is one, because you know that you're contributing to a team of people. Yeah that are going to get better, but then you have the leader. And this is where I think uh, connecting it to product leadership and just leadership in general is you have to remind your team why they're working hard Mm. because it's like at the end of each practice, you know, coach gives a speech of like the reason we're out here doing this, the reason we worked hard all summer, you know, lifting weights and getting faster and all that is so that, you know, and then he starts preparing us for the games and the season. So I think when we talk about contribution, it's I'm bringing myself to a group of people for something else. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, even, and even, um, for your coworkers, like the work that I might put on the football field, or let's go back to the, the office. It's really so that I can help my teammates as well. Yeah. You know, I'm helping my, my fellow coworkers. I'm either unblocking them. Cause if I don't do my work, I could be a blocker to their work. Uh-huh. Which that is, that again, results in bottlenecks. It results in silos, absolutely. which of course we talk about destroying silos and bottlenecks. Yeah. yeah. So I think as we talk about contribution, it almost has to be viewed through a, a, a lens of, of others focused. It, it can't be about me. It's interesting. Going back to our definition of a product team, uh, uh, side note, I've been reading a book called Continuous Discovery Habits, which we may or may not have an opportunity to interview the author of. We, we do have an opportunity. It's coming up. Um, <laughs> but uh, she refers to it as trios, which I kind of love that language because mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's basically now it may have more than three people, but it, it, mm-hmm. the trio of the, th- the three types of contribution to a team or product team specifically is design. I think she has it as design development and product management. Mm-hmm. And each of those people or each of those roles while there's lots of different ways they can be contributing. So you might have front end development, back end development, data science, and all these other things. You test might have engineering. Test en- yeah, exactly. Test engineering, product management. I have a product owner, uh, a researcher, a business analyst, a designer might be a UX bent researcher or, you know, a user interface or more brands, um, experiential, et cetera. And, but he, all of them are coming together in service of each other and in service of the purpose. Right. Um, and we won't, we'll get into this later when we think back to the framework of postures, disciplines, and structures. Purpose is more of a structural thing. It's not mm-hmm. actually somewhat, purpose isn't something that, mm, I don't want to get distracted on purpose. We'll come back on this. Mm. But I was about to say, purpose isn't necessarily something that someone does. It's more of a direction or a why someone is doing something. So you don't do purpose. Yeah, you almost have purpose. Yeah, you you have purpose or you're inspired by purpose or you're moved forward by purpose. But what you're doing mm-hmm. is your contribution. Mm-hmm. You're, what you're doing is your discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think contribution is this 
I think we, you could call it lots of different things. You could say like, what's my job? <laughs> you know, right. like, what's my right. role? What's my job description? Mm -hmm. uh, but contribution is such a, a beautiful way to say it is whatever is needed to move the thing forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think a good way to find out the best way you can contribute or a way, maybe mm. not the way, but a way is to ask that, how can I help? Yeah. What yeah. can I do to help? So it reminds me well, of how can thing. I serve? Yeah. Planning for vacations. It's, I do not do the bulk of the planning. Uh, Lisa oh. does. One, Your wife she's great is so at it. She loves it. it. Yeah. But yeah, she just, you know, she runs with it. Uh, she's great at it. And so my, my contribution is to say, what can I do to help? Uh -huh. And then and it's like, well, you can do this on it. I'm yeah. on it. You know, yeah. um, for what, for what's the purpose? Well, our destination yeah. where we're going, yeah. you know, the beach or Colorado or wherever we're going, but the, the destination, um, is are the purpose of why we're doing all this is to get here. But in the meantime, I have to make a contribution. What's interesting is I think a lot of organizations, <clears throat> I think a lot of organizations think about the structure of contribution, mm -hmm. but not the, hmm, I want to say this right, but not the value or maybe not the, what I'm getting at. And I don't know how, to, I don't have, I don't know that I have the language for it. What I'm getting at is that a lot of times a leader, uh, we'll just say the org, the organization itself is going to bring together a group of people that think that they, they're going to bring together the trio. Okay, so I, I have a product manager, I have a designer, and I have a developer. Why can't they get it done? Why isn't why isn't things moving forward? Why aren't we hitting the result that I obviously know we need to be hitting? And I think that there is something around the fact that it's not only structural, it's also kind of fluid in in saying that the contribution changes and has to adapt and has to be. Um, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, fluid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be able to kind of move around because, um, I might today need to sit in a meeting. that's about planning, right? It's about bringing the team together to say like, what are we going to do? Where, what's the research telling us? Do, when's the last time we talked to a customer or a user? Um, and then going, okay, where does this fit in our roadmap? Where, what's the next steps? What are we going to try to accomplish in this next sprint or milestone or whatever it is? Um, but tomorrow I'm going to need to sit down and design screens mm -hmm. and, or interview clients or write code. And so that contribution changes day over day as to what I'm bringing to the table, because I, I, one of my, what are they called on a, on a cog or on a sprocket, mm -hmm. you know, you have the little, like there's names for all that stuff. Teeth. teeth? Yeah, yeah. 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 The teeth that, and each of those teeth are necessary to keep the, the gear moving, mm -hmm. but, but they're different each teeth. I mean, how many there are the size of them and, and they, they, you know, like they all have a purpose. And so you have to know that like each of those things are contributing to the purpose of that gear or that individual that's then contributing to the purpose of the whole. And I think that people miss that. They go, well, my job is to write code. Don't ask me to do anything else. Don't ask me to sit in meetings because that's a waste of time. Don't ask me to uh, give my opinion on design because that's not my role. And definitely don't ask me to go make coffee because, you know, I shouldn't have to. 
And there's oftentimes a pushback. I think that's where some people um, anchor on a job description, mm-hmm. not being uh, not being a, a tool to give clarity, but actually a tool to build excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people will, will say, give me a job description so I can tell you what I don't have to do. Right. Which does not bring about, in my experience, job satisfaction no. when you can't connect when you can't connect what you do, your purpose, um, not your purpose, but you, when you can't connect your, um, the work you're doing, your contribution to the why of it. Yes. Like, um, and that's something that we've learned over the last, uh, well, really 12 years is that one of the best things we can do is, uh, you know, and, um, Dan Pink talks about in his book drive autonomy, mastery, and purpose, all three of those being really the three key motivators for anyone mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do their, but the best work that they can do. And so uh, they're driving towards purpose. They have autonomy, meaning they've been given a level of responsibility and trust to do their work um, and mastery. And what that does, if you have all three of those, they connect to one another. But if you're just working for the sake of work, um, now I might be an anomaly because I I love the value of just hard work in general. Like I can go outside and just work hard and I just feel good about it. You can dig a hole (laughs) better than anyone else. I know, but- the greatest job satisfaction um, is when it's like the work I did today accomplished my goal, my mission. Yeah, what, but I want to forward. I yeah. want to challenge you on that. Yeah, you can go out and do hard work in your yard or for right. you know helping somebody move. Right, but you wouldn't go out and dig a hole for the sake of digging a hole. Right, right. You're gonna yeah. go out and dig, you know, a hole to put a new plant so that your wife's happy because the landscaping looks nice. Right. You know, or Absolutely. you're gonna go work hard to help somebody move because the end result is that you've served your neighbor to help them get to their new home. Right. Yeah. I think that unless we are, I love what you said earlier, unless you're thinking about how is the work that I'm doing serving someone else, Mm -hmm. we unfortunately live in a time when the individual is more important than the whole. Yeah. This rugged individualism. Yeah. John Wayne. Yeah. You know, live up, you know, be my own person out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and really, um, I'm, I'm a little, a little allergic. Uh, so for instance, Gary Vaynerchuk, and I, I can just say, Gary's not listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk uh, has this thing where he's all about like, if you work a lot or if you work a little, it doesn't matter whatever makes you happy. Now I get that. All right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're wanting to say, do what brings you joy, do what fulfills your own personal purpose. And you should do that. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes, um, uh, another quote, Timothy Keller talks about, I, I just retweeted this to yesterday, which is this idea, and I'm going to get the quote wrong, but it, effectively he says that love is not a feeling, love is an action that leads to a feeling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it is by doing the work that then you can find joy and, and fulfill your purpose by serving someone else. Right. And I think we've lost that ability to say, that's hard. And it actually takes grinding on things that are boring and that feel like they don't matter at the moment. And they feel like I, I'm not, I'm not juiced by it. Everybody's like, is it give you energy? Does it give you, oh, what's the word? What does it give you life? And it's like, there are times when the work that I have to do, especially as a, you know, you, we, you know, as business owners, or I don't get to design anymore. Designing gives me life. Okay. I don't get to design much anymore. 
I've had to learn how to find life in the creative nature of leading teams and making podcasts and videos and everything right. else. And I think that this motivation for why, what, what gets us excited about our contribution is I think it should be about what you just said, which is, are, are we contributing to serve someone else mm. either to serve just the team. And I care deeply about my team. And so I'm here to help them move a cause forward or ultimately am I, um, am I serving the purpose? And hopefully the purpose is serving someone, you know? So like if you're building a product, hopefully the product is actually serving the user is serving the customer is serving the company. Yeah. And I think people lose sight of that very yeah. easily, partly because the rest of the world is saying all that matters is that you're happy mm-hmm. purely. Right. Which is circumstantial. It's totally circumstantial. Mm -hmm. And you can find so much joy. Some of the most joy filled people in the world are those that don't have very many things Mm -hmm. and that are doing very hard work every day for way more hours than we would probably say is acceptable for the human body. And they're joy filled. Cause they're, and they're able to make meaning and they're able to see the meaning in that contribution when you don't make it about yourself. Correct. If you make it about yourself, if you make about this, the, the reason I'm contributing is for, my, again, my own feelings of happiness or satisfaction, which again, are not inherently wrong. I'm not saying it's all. anything less than that. Right, yeah, right, right. Absolutely. But if all we base, if we base our work off of how we feel, how happy we feel, then we're probably missing out on quite a bit of what just the inherent joy of, of being able to do work. Yeah. Of being able to, to why are we doing this then? Yeah. Cause I mean, think about your day. Think how many times you can go home. Um, I've gone home mad. I've gone home upset, frustrated, but I still found joy in the work that I was doing. Yes. And I know that sounds completely counterintuitive and people might be going like, huh, that does that make sense? It's like, well, I think it does because finding joy and satisfaction in something is a lot deeper. Yep. It's a lot more meaningful versus happy. Um, you could be happy all the way up till four fifty nine, right? And then someone comes by your desk and says, "Hey," and it's and it totally your work sucked. Catches you off guard. I know you worked hard today, but it totally missed the mark. You have to start all over. It's going to take you. To, and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, that took me two weeks." Uh-huh. But you were happy for you know seven hours and fifty nine minutes, right? Now you go home, just dejected. It's like if you base it on that last minute, that's honestly that can put you in a place to where work becomes infinitely more frustrating. No question. Um, work is frustrating enough. I mean, let's just be honest. It can be. It's, it's called work. It's labor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, it's literally by definition, <laughs> the right. mind and the body having yeah. to exert. You're exerting, yes, energy. You're working. Um, but I think that's why contribution, and you, you don't hear that word a ton. At least I don't. No, it's not a common. You know, um, which I think most um, people would just refer to it as work. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do I go in? What's the work that I have to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that is a simple way to say it, but it misses the point of the, the work that I have to do isn't, it could be digging a hole for the sake of digging a hole. Remember that movie holes Shia LaBeouf and they just were digging holes all over the place and they didn't know oh, yeah. why <laughs> yeah. I think they were looking for like a ch- treasure. Yeah, or something. They were looking for something. Yeah. That the, but it know. seemed at a certain yeah. point, it seemed pointless because there was no progress. There was no like result. Yeah. Just a bunch of holes in the desert, just a bunch of holes in Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) And, (laughs) 
Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in alignment with you. I think that the, that the, if we don't bring that back to, well, okay. So you said we can't, and we, you've said this before to our team, I can't make you happy as a leader. It is not my job to make you happy. Although that is debatable of whether or not the world tells us that's what we're supposed to do. We're not, that's not right. our job is to make you happy. Our job is to encourage and support and coach you to, to bring your contribution to the purpose of what Crema is doing. And that's one of the reasons that on the postures wheel or on the postures pillar there, there's no, it's not, there's no happiness or joy or like, where are you in the spectrum of high versus low? Right. Instead there is curiosity and humility and confidence. And these are all things that can, you can have curiosity, humility, confidence, resilience, even while you're doing something really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's, what's so inspiring to me about contribution. For example, we sitting down to do these podcasts is always, we're always like, crap, we need to get that done. Uh -huh. We've got so many other things on our plates, but we know that we've committed which that's a whole nother thing is committing to your contribution. Mm -hmm. We've committed to say that the, our growth team, our organization wants to put meaningful conversations, meaningful ideas out into the world to help others do great work mm -hmm. and to tell people about crema. I mean, right. Mm -hmm. And so it is our role as owners and as kind of the faces of our organization to contribute by making a podcast. Right. And so we had to force ourselves to do the hard thing of sitting down in a freaking water closet, which is where I'm at right now, which is very <laughs> warm in here um, and, and going ahead and doing the work. Now, I think one of the things that's missed though is, and we, you and I have talked about this before, and I think we might've talked about this on other podcasts is that those that are tenured mm -hmm. in their contribution, meaning they've been doing the same thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was really valuable at the peak of their career, right? So I'm trying to think of an example. Well, I mean, like take a take an industry that's kind of died off, right? So, um, uh, film, so film photography. There was a time when if you were an expert in how to develop film, like you were you were you were expensive, you were you know you were hired, you were specialty. You were an expert and then nobody needed film anymore. I just, I just need my, my, my iPod. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, it's all, it's all yeah. digital. It's, yeah. you know, my Kodak, iPhone. Kodak's yep. gone. Or even when it started to be developed at Walmart, you know, I didn't need it as much, but. Did you just know, see here that I said iPod? I know you should have said iPhone. <laughs> it was iPhone. Well, I mean, <laughs> my kids take pictures yeah, of their iPods. There you go. There you go. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. if, if an individual or even a team for that matter, or an organization, this kind of goes, you know, we say that each of these things apply at each level, the individual level, the team level, or the organizational level. If any of those folks are not prepared and ready mm -hmm. to say what we're making, what we're doing today is moving our purpose forward is contributing. What was the, what was the word? Uh, helping something advance or bringing mm -hmm. about it a result. If we're not seeing yep. results, if we're not advancing something, then you need to ask yourself the question of, is my contribution valuable anymore? Yeah. 
I think that's really important. Uh, if you put that in, not a continuum, but maybe like an integrated, uh, nonlinear uh, formation, the idea of a result advancing in what in the part you play. If results change, which they do, mm -hmm. um, through a number of different reasons, whether it's a change in strategy direction or a change in technology, new innovations coming out, industries being just changed simply because of new of ingenuity, um, then results are going to change. And the, the way to bring about those results will also change. And so we're living in a time to where it's no longer, for the most part, uh, there are obviously some industries that stay, but for the most part, we are in such a high rate of change that if you're to think about contributing, especially asking the question of how can I help, chances are mm -hmm. you have to be willing to have that contribution be adaptable right. and, and, and moving. Now, your training, maybe like the basic training that you've gone through and um, whether whatever education or schooling you've gone through, the basics and you know of, of that, the, the pillars of that education will probably hold true, but the way they're expressed will probably have to change to so take yep. software programming. Again, I'm not a programmer, but if I go through a, you know, a four-year degree or, if or a boot camp or yeah, yeah boot camp or uh, I'm self-taught, whatever that may be, um, down the road, there will be a new language I need to investigate. And then two years, three years later, another one, and then another one. Now the, the basic platform or methodology or, or the way you might think about programming probably stays the same for the most part. Yep. But then there's new expressions of it. Yep. So you have to be willing to move within that contribution. And that's why I think uh, tying it all back together, if you can start the topic of contribution and the work that I can do with a question of how can I help, yep. help, help what? Well, advance, move mm -hmm. the mission forward. Mm -hmm. So that's contribute, start, starts it, result, and yeah, it starts with the, the result. End. Yep. But in here, there's so many you've got to be it's willing fluid. to adapt. You've got to be fluid. Yeah. And so I think, um, and I think that's where you were going is as you get tenured or, um, if you, as you get ten, tenured or you, you're a veteran and within the organization, I think personally, it is one, a aspect of leadership to lead the way mm -hmm. in developing yourself and learning new skills. Yeah, of course. So that's just, that's just an act of leadership, but two, I think it's incumbent, it's incumbent upon yourself to, to particularly to look out for your own work and your own contribution of what's next. Yeah. Do I need to learn yeah. what's coming down the pike? What do I, what do I need to invest some research in some time in? How do I cross train? What is that mm -hmm. going to look like? Um, or else I think you said it is my contribution is going to be less and less because it's either no longer relevant or it's becoming a smaller piece of the puzzle. Um, so almost continually, not necessarily reinventing yourself, but, you know, re, I don't know. Reskilling, re upskilling. Re yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Well, and I think as you're talking, I am seeing in my mind that there's, there's a number of different ways that contribution adapts or changes. If you're a junior, your contribution will change as you master a skill. So you, because you're learning new things, that's core to the thing that you already know how to do. Mm -hmm. You're, you're upskilling, but still in the same, um, arena or same mm -hmm. topic or same skill base. Right. So if like, for example, if you're to get, you come out of a boot camp, you know, uh, 5%, 10%. 
to get the other 90% of experience, it's about doing and then researching and trying and experimenting and everything else. And then you, you get better at it. And, and so you're upskilled. So your contribution becomes, I don't want to say more or less, although that's probably how we would say it on just common language, but it becomes different. Yeah. So I know our junior developers, I'm not going to expect them to contribute at the level or at the capacity that our senior developers are asked to. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with junior and senior designers. Then there is a period in time when we go, this entire skill needs to change. Mm-hmm. So we're a React shop, right? So we do a lot of React development um, and TypeScript and now GraphQL. And we, we used to be a real shop, mm-hmm. right? And so at a certain point, we decided we need to change from an MVC framework, model view controller framework of, of Ruby on Rails, which is still a valid way to build product. But we, we started to see the opportunity react. We saw that the, the industry was moving that way. And we had to retool our developers and also hire new contributors that already knew that skill to be able to start offering React. Or same thing with design. It's like, we want to do design systems or we want to have people that are familiar with Figma or whatever that is. Like we had to both reskill our people to know that technology, to know that methodology, and also hire people that know how to do that thing. Right. So sometimes it can be vertical, which is just, I'm, I'm mastering my skill. And sometimes it is that skill in and of itself is no longer mm-hmm. relevant in the way that you do it today. So you have, you're going to have to jump to a different track. Step left or right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't think people talk enough about this idea of is what you're contributing, both serving someone else, moving a result forward and still valuable or, or relevant. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big question that we're, I mean, we need to keep a pulse on as Crema grows, but also every, every team and organization or individual for that matter needs to be asking themselves is, am I serving someone else? Am I bringing value? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it, it just reframes, I think it's just a helpful framework for work. Again, work can be so hard. Yeah. Um, To me, some of the most inspiring conversations I have with people that are doing work. um, And this goes back to this idea of a deep satisfaction. Um, is when someone says we're going through a rough season, yeah. works really hard right now, um, but it's really important. It mm-hmm. needs to get done. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get it done. Everyone's working hard, and once we get, we'll once we get past this, we'll be on the other side. Yeah. And it's like I just want to say, hang in there. Yeah. Now, are they happy? No, they're exhausted. Not, not at that moment. That. Right. They're tired. They're exhausted. They're frustrated. But you can tell. They're really invested in their work. They're really, they have a deep satisfaction mm-hmm. enjoying what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because they're contributing alongside other people. And so again, you can't, it's asking yourself, what can I do to help? I just feel like it's a, it's a good framework um, for how I can do my work well. And the best way to go about doing my work. Contribution is work mm-hmm. and work is hard, but good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I do think of like the idea of like labor pains. It's like yeah. for a woman that's going, getting ready to have a child, it's mm-hmm. one of the most painful things I've heard that a woman can go through. <laughs> right. We, uh, we I don't know. Empathize. And I will never know. I, we can't empathize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, but, it, but oftentimes and not, not always. And I want to make sure that I understand that this is that there, a situation was where this isn't the case, but Oftentimes the joy 
that comes after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've gone through the hard thing. Is that, is that woman happy? Well, she's, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember my wife being very happy during labor pains. Right. Right. But once she saw her child, you know, mm -hmm. that the joy that comes from that. And I think it's the same thing with work. If when the heart, when we're contributing and we're grinding and we're putting in the hard work may not be bringing us happiness at that moment. And sometimes it does. Sometimes you're just like, man, I love what I'm doing right now. This is fun. And that's okay. Uh, but, but sometimes you're going to be grinding through it, but to see the result, to see the advancement of the thing moving forward, and then to see your team, that's where we go back to celebration, right? Absolutely. You're not, yep. And you know, and I have gone back and forth on this, whether or not the fourth thing on this wheel, and I don't mm -hmm. want to bring up what it actually is right now, but whether or not it should actually be celebration. Um, is there a time where you can stop and say, oh man, let's celebrate what we've accomplished. The hard work's been done. We explored, we contributed, now let's celebrate or let's get feedback and learn so that we can come back and contrib contribute and celebrate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of, you know, the, the celebrations and get togethers that, you know, those that are in agriculture will have at the dirt, at the harvest, at the end of the uh, harvest, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, even our friend up in Nebraska, you know, they have uh, what they call ears and beers, oh. you know, cause they're harvesting corn. And so they take That's part in sweet you know, corn and those beers. Eat, oh. eating, eating corn and, and having some beers. Why? Because they they've have worked hard. They've, <laughs> they've worked incredibly hard labor. We don't see um, Zach for like, right. I mean, and even not that we see him a lot anyways, he's up right. in Nebraska, but we won't hear from him for months because he's, right. he's either planting or yeah. harvesting. Right. Uh, but at the end, you know, you look back and it's like, okay, all that work has contributed to what the result that we've just been able yeah. to literally yeah. produce. Yeah. 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 Dude, I think this has been a good conversation. I know mm. we were, we were stretching to kind of, to jump into getting another podcast recorded and I'm excited to come maybe using that, this framework to come back, finish out some of these topics. Um, because I think we, we built this out for a reason and yeah. we've been, we've been naturally using it crema. Um, it is part of our vocabulary here at crema, but remembering to come out and share it with others. I'm glad we're, we got to talk about contribution mm. yeah. uh, and I've even got some ideas of things that maybe we need to work on internally, um, to think about how we're continue to bring contribution the right way. Love it. Good to talk to Dan. Likewise, George. We'll see you next time. All right. See ya. This episode of People of Product was produced by Larissa McCarty with support from Gabby Caton, Julie Branson, and Alexa Alfonso. Our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart. People of Product is brought to you by Crema, a digital product agency we believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive. Learn more at crema.us.